Trench Warfare ruling the 2020 Bearcats who were named preseason all-conference AAC by Athlon Sports. What it says about the offensive line and if they can help get one or two players who did not make an all-conference team. That's on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget, we're on YouTube, so hit that subscribe button. We are up to 159 subscribers in county 159 but we're far from done so hit that subscribe button and you can also follow us you can get an alert every time a new episode drops you can also like and share a comment on today's video if you're downloading from an audio platform whether it be apple podcast spotify stitcher or wherever you get your podcast don't forget to hit that subscribe button there too you can also share a comment and or give it a rating all of that helps more Bearcats fans like you find this podcast. Alex Frank here with you, former sports director of Bearcats Media, where I was a play-by-play announcer for Bearcats football and men's basketball and a weekly sports radio show host, bringing all of those experiences here to the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. All right, so three offensive linemen for the Cincinnati Bearcats made Athlon Sports, my go-to magazine for um, football um, season preparations, college and pro. Three Cincinnati Bearcats starting offensive linemen made the list for all-conference first team. Jake Renfro, Dylan O'Quinn, and Lorenz Metz. Now just think about that for a minute. You've got 20 players overall who made first, second, third, or fourth team all-conference preseason. But the fact that you have, first off, seven total players who made first team, we'll get to the defense later on in today's show, but you have three starting offensive linemen making the first team. Just think about what that means for a program that Luke Fickle has preached for years, wants to be driven, wants it to be driven through its offensive and defensive lines. And now think that you have three starting players on your first team all-conference. That That is mad respect from Athlon Sports, and it's a testament to how Luke Fickles built this program. And by the way, if Lorenz Metz is your weakest link on your offensive line, but he's on the first team, let that tell you how what that let that tell you how good this offensive line is and maybe Lorenz Metz isn't that bad after all. Now, yesterday was supposed to be and I completely forgot about this. There was a another topic uh on hand and I completely forgot about Bold Prediction Tuesday. So I have two quick bold predictions on the offensive line because I think they're going to be so good this year because they're so experienced. All five made all-conference first teams, including three on the first team. I think they will allow fewer sacks than, than they did last year, which they allowed 24 and 14 games. I think they will put multiple players on all-conference teams, multiple players on the first team, maybe multiple players on the second team. I mean, you think about James Tunstall, Jeremy Cooper, Jake Renfro, Dylan O'Quinn, and Lorenz Metz. You have those five guys who are going to be starting. And just I, I just cannot get over how good this offensive line is going to be. 
This is an offensive line that was really good four years ago, then went through a rebuild. But the guys who have stayed through this rebuild, yes, James Tunstall was a transfer that they lured over. Yes, um, you know, Lorenz Metz was a pickup from Germany. Yes, you know, they have developed Jake Renfro. They have developed Dylan O'Quinn. They have developed Jeremy Cooper. They have developed all these offensive linemen over the last four years. And this is their year to show how good they can be. This is a, a team that I have said before this offseason is going to be driven by its offensive line. Whatever the offense wants to do, run the football, you know, air it out, whatever. The offensive line is going to be the reason why they are able to do all those things because they are going to be that good. They are going to not allow whoever starts a quarterback, Ben Bryant or Evan Prater, to be on their back three times a game. They may not be on their back at all in some games. That is how good they are going to be. They Last year, I don't think we understand how good the offensive line was last year. And I said earlier this week that the offensive line, or I said last week, the offensive line must get better. I said to you that the offensive line must get better. Even though they allowed or they allowed the Bearcats to score the most touchdowns, 70, so five touchdowns per game, and to score the most points, 510 in program history for a single season. They also allowed Cincinnati to average the sixth most yards per play in the country at just a tick under seven. And I still think this offensive line needs to get better. And I think they will. They have been around the block in big games. I saw them get bulldozed in the first half against Indiana. I saw them get shellacked against Alabama on the Cotton Bowl. I saw them against Notre Dame struggle at times to keep Ritter upright. And that is the nature of playing in the American Athletic Conference. This offensive line is still a work in progress. It will never be as good as a Big Ten offensive line like an Ohio State or a Wisconsin or a Michigan, or a Penn State. It will never be as good as an offensive line like a Georgia, or an Alabama, or an LSU, or any other school in the SEC that's actually a juggernaut, not Arkansas. It's not going to be that yet. However, as this offensive line continues to develop with these players, once they get to the Big 12, and they're able to dip in other parts of recruiting in the country, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Colorado, Utah, you name it. They are going to keep getting better and better and better at offensive line. They're going to get bigger players who aren't necessarily projects coming in. But still, you have three players on your first-team all-conference offensive line. That is extremely impressive. I don't think we understand. Like, it would be different if your first-team offensive players were, you know— Josh Wiley, who made second team. Leonard Taylor, who made third team, I believe. And Tyler Scott, who made an all-conference team. It'd be different if those guys were on your first team, if there were skill players. But you know what I but you know what else I know? I know that having three starting offensive linemen, I don't care if offensive line's a position you don't think about very often. Like I said yesterday or earlier this week, offensive line is like a toilet. You only think about it when there's something wrong. But I also think that we should talk about offensive line as, you know, credible, as a positive, 
give them credit for the overall success of the team. Cincinnati this year, what they're able to do offensively, if they're going to average over 30 points a game once again, if they're going to score 60 to, 60 to 65 touchdowns, maybe 70 again, if they're going to do that, they're going to need the offensive line to hold up. Remember when the LA Rams were good in 2018? I vividly remember um, reading this article on NFL.com. So the LA Rams 2018 first four games of the season, their offense was unstoppable. You know, I, I, I said that they were like a well-orchestrated symphony, and that was when Jared Goff was a top-10 quarterback. There was an article, though, on NFL.com that talked about the unsung heroes, the Rams' offensive line that included guys like Andrew Whitworth, you know, Roger Saffold, Havenstein, those players. You know, the offensive line of the, of the L.A. Rams, Corbett, I believe, was a part of that. Austin Corbett was a part of that offensive line. The Rams' offensive line was the reason why they ultimately were able to have as much success as they did. If you're trying to build that here in Cincinnati, if you're trying to build a, a program that's going to be well-balanced, you know, with, with running and passing, you've got to have your offensive linemen. And the fact that three made it the first team all-conference for the preseason and the fact that, you know, two others made other conference teams, all five starters are getting all-conference preseason recognition? My goodness, what a testament and what a job and what a credit to Luke Fickle and the job that he has done building this program with his offensive line. So up next, uh, we'll go to other all-conference team highlights. There are some risers. There are some, you know, just really Athlon Sports giving the Bearcats a lot of respect for what they've done in recent years. I'll touch on that next, but first I got to tell you about Bet Online because it is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup. I cannot wait for game three tonight of the NBA Finals, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals. At the time I recorded this, the Rangers had not played game four against Tampa Bay, so I don't know if they're going to be up 3-1 or tied 2-2, but Colorado, my goodness, they are just running away right now. Seems like in every series. You can also uh, get Major League Baseball and, of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. Bet online where the game starts. Hey, we have an important favor to ask you here at Lockdown Podcast. So we put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners just like you and make your favorite Lockdown Podcast even better. So this is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Lockdown Podcasts. So go to LockdownPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10, one of 10, $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So to take our audience survey, go to LockdownPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you for your help. Alex Frank here with you. Lockdown Bearcats on a Wednesday, June the 8th of 2022. Russ Heltman going to be on this show tomorrow. My now colleague at all Bearcats and, uh, all things Bearcats, Sports Illustrated, you name it. So, 20 total Bearcats made all-conference first teams. Or, I'm sorry, all-conference teams. Seven of them on the first team. Defensively. And this is this is another really impressive uh, list of players. So, you've got seven total players on the first team. Four of them on defense. And those, I'm sorry, yeah, three, no, sorry, three of them. We have a, we have a special teamer on first team as well. So your defense first team, Malik Van, Deshaun Pace, Arquan Bush. Now, something I just realized is this. That, that means they believe in all 
a player on all three levels of the defense. They believe in Malik Van as an interior pass rusher. They believe in Deshaun Pace as a linebacker. We saw the playmaking skills he displayed last year. And they believe in Arquan Bush is going to take a big step forward this year because he's going to assume a, Q, a, a CB1 position with the loss of Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant. But I think about Deshaun Pace, and he's a player I'm really starting to grow on because no one really talks about him, but yet they should. He's the leading returning tackler. He jump-started Cincinnati rallies last year against Indiana, had a huge interception late in the game. He had an interception in Notre Dame and set up the Bearcats' first touchdown. He had another interception against UCF, and I'm trying to remember the other interception that he had during the season. I should know this, but anyway, you talk about four interceptions. And here's a player, we all remember when he committed to Cincinnati from Cole Rain. We all knew who he was. We all knew, though, he was low on the depth chart. And I remember the first thing Luke Fickle ever said, Luke Fickle ever said about him was he doesn't have an ounce of fear in his body. And you really didn't know if you were going to see a lot of him in 2020. But last year, I tell you what, if you take away Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant, Deshaun Pace was this defense's best player. So it's a credit to, you know, how quickly he has risen the rank through the ranks of this defense and apparently in the conference. And I think about Malik Van and Arquan Bush, and I think about how hard they've worked. I think about, you know, how much they've grown in four years. You got Malik Van who's going into his fifth season. You got Arquan Bush who's going into his fifth season. You can argue this team is going to be very, very experienced despite losing a lot of talent. That's what makes this team interesting. Mo Egger, my former colleague at ESPN 1530, until and still to this day, my sports talk show hosting mentor, has always said he has two rules for teams that he rules for, the Bengals, Bearcats, you name it. Be good or be interesting. I think this Bearcats team is going to be both. It's been both the last four years. It's going to be interesting because there's so many unknowns. It starts with the quarterback, and it goes all the way down to how good the kicking game is going to be. you know. But there's also this idea that the Bearcats are going to be very good because there is a lot of talent because they are returning some key players from last year's team that propelled them to the college football playoff. It is a very interesting team because who's going to step up and replace Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant? Who is going to take over a quarterback? But there's also talent of Malik Van, Josh Riley, Leonard Taylor, Tyler Scott, Nick Mardner, Corey Kiner, Ryan Montgomery, first team, all special teams. It is just amazing how much Athlon Sports has given the Cincinnati Bearcats respect, and that's with losing all this talent from last year. Last year's Bearcats team had oodles and whatever the expression is, bundles of first-team all-conference players. And I believe this year they can too. Seven on the first team? You know what? I haven't even I haven't looked yet at the conference first team all selections. So we can go to um, the first team all conference elections for the American Athletic Conference. The final time Cincinnati will be included in this. So we can go to see who was named total if they have it. Um, I guess they don't have it yet. Anyway, that's weird. So that's odd. I guess I'd have to go get the uh, the magazine for that, which I was going to today, but I did not do that. Anyway, so 
I'm trying to see if I can get it somewhere. Oh, here we go. Okay, so you have seven players on first team, right? And you have a lot of players who have risen, so you've gotten respect there. And you also have a lot of players like Arquan Bush and Ryan Montgomery who are expected to take on bigger roles this season. But Athlon Sports still thinks they're going to be good enough that they're going to be first-team all-conference. And I think also they get the benefit of the doubt from playing on the Cincinnati Bearcats. The Cincinnati Bearcats are still far and away the most talented team in this conference, and it's not even close if you ask me. Houston and Memphis and UCF can say whatever they want. I'm saying to you right now that the Cincinnati Bearcats have the best head coach, they have the best stadium, they have the best fan base, they have the best recruiting, and they, quite frankly, have the best players in this conference. We can look at the first-team offense for the conference. We know Cincinnati has three. Houston has three, too. Clayton Toon, quarterback, that was a no-brainer. Nathaniel Dell, wide receiver, that was a no-brainer. Patrick Paul, offensive lineman, I can live with that. By the way, the only other offensive lineman not from Cincinnati who made the list was Sincere Hainsworth from Tulane. We'll see him in the final game of the regular season. Other players who made the list, skilled players, Keaton Mitchell, running back from ECU, no problem with that. Ty J. Spears from Tulane, a running back, don't really know a lot about him. Um, Ryan O'Keefe, kind of that flex guy. They list him as AP. I'm wondering what that means. Uh, he made the list for uh, – he, he's a quarterback, though. So I'm wondering if that – maybe that means athlete? I don't know. He made the list. Roche Rice from SMU made the list. No-brainer. Ryan Jones, tight end from ECU. Okay, first-team defense. You've got three Cincinnati players who made the list. That's the most. You've got Houston with three. Derek Parrish up front, no-brainer. Donovan Martin, or Mutant, at linebacker, easy pick. And then Gervarius Owens at safety, good pick there. You've got Elijah Chapman from SMU. You've got Anthony Goodlow from Tulsa. Darius Hodges from Tulane. Don, uh, Antonio Greer from USF. You've got uh, Devontae Brown from UCF. Quindell Johnson from Memphis. So you're seeing that a lot of players who are making this list are coming from teams that are expected to be really good. Houston's got, you know, a handful of players in addition to Cincinnati. They don't have a specialist, though. Cincinnati does. We can look at um, Tanner Mordecai made quarterback for SMU's second team. And then you look at, you know, the Bearcats uh, on the list on second team. Josh Wiley, the tight end. Defensively, you've got Jawan Briggs. He's going to take on a larger role this year. He's second team defense. And then you look at the third team, Corey Kiner. We don't even know who Corey, we don't even know who Corey Kiner really is as a player yet because he was so he was you know kind of lower on the depth chart at LSU. But now I look at Corey Kiner and I can see him emerging as the lead running back. And the conference in Athlon has the respect to put him at number three. On the list, you know, third team all conference. I mean, that is some that is some major recognition and credibility for what he has done. And then you think about Trey Tucker making the list, James Tunstall, offensive lineman making the list. Defensively, you've got two players or three players rather: Ty Van Fossen, Jabari Taylor, J, uh, Javon Hicks, and then Trey Tucker is a third team special, specialist. So he's making the all conference team in two different positions. Fourth team, you've got Tyler Scott, Leonard Taylor, Jeremy Cooper for Cincinnati. I find that interesting how low Leonard Taylor is compared to Josh Wiley. Wiley made the second team. Taylor made the third team. I would argue both players should be 
second team, third team, maybe both, you know, on the same team. I don't think I think Leonard Taylor has a very big chance to surpass his preseason uh, accolades. And then I look at fourth team defense. Nobody from Cincinnati on the list here. You do have Mason Fletcher who made the fourth team, um, fourth team specialist. So the numbers add up. Cincinnati twenty, UCF fifteen, Houston fourteen, ECU thirteen, Tulane thirteen, Tulsa twelve, USF. 11, and then SMU 9, Navy 6, Temple 5. So you've got eight teams in this conference with 10 or more players, in fact, 11 or more players who made the list of these all-conference teams. There's talent. See, that makes me think more that there's talent surrounding this conference. And I look at how star-studded this offensive line group is for Cincinnati. And... I think about how, you know, Athlon clearly has given them credit for what they've done throughout the previous few years. I look at how they think that several players like Jawan Briggs, Malik Van, Arquan Bush, um, Ryan Montgomery, they expect them to be really good. And I also think guys like Leonard Taylor, Javon Hicks, Ty Van Fossen can eventually surpass their preseason expectations and accolades. And the Sean Pace being first team, like, would it shock anyone if the Sean Pace was first team all-conference at the end of the season? Would it shock anyone if he was maybe defensive player of the year in the conference? It wouldn't shock me because he's a great tackler. He's a great um, playmaker. And at the end of the day, he is exactly the kind of player you want. And I haven't, we haven't even talked about Ivan Pace, you know, junior coming over from Miami to Sean Pace's brother. There's a lot of potential within this team, and Athlon Sports clearly sees that. And coming up, offensive line, which ruling is ruling these all-conference elections, they can help Evan Prater and Ben Bryant potentially make an all-conference team. We'll get into that next, but first, I got to tell you about Bill Bar because don't you just love a chewy chocolate brownie? What about a caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? Mmm, so good. Well, you're in luck. Because Caramel Brownie Bars are available right now at Built.com, and you got to act fast because they're a fan favorite. And why wouldn't they be? they got this chewy chocolate deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories. I would replace a brownie with Built's Caramel Brownie Bar in a heartbeat. And the best part is Caramel Brownie Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. You don't have to sacrifice tasty for healthy. You can have both. And... There are a million reasons why you should try Bilt Bars, but for now, let's just say the Caramel Brownie will rock your world. That is not an understatement. With Bilt, taste these, the new healthy. Go to Bilt.com to get your box of Caramel Brownies bars right now using promo code LOCK15 and getting 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. So Cincinnati's offensive line is ruling the the headline of the 20 Bearcats who made first-team All-AAC, which is the most by five total players in this conference. Second is UCF with 15. So Evan Prater and Ben Bryant didn't make the list. I do think one of them will make the list by the end of the season. I think Evan Prater's got the better chance. But this offensive line, whoever starts a quarterback for Cincinnati is going to have the luxury of having an offensive line blocking for them. The offensive line is going to allow fewer sacks than they allowed last year. They're going to be a stone wall, potentially. Whatever this offense wants to do, run the football, air it out, 
the offensive line is going to be the reason why. And whoever starts at quarterback is going to be able to take advantage of so many aspects of this offense, so many elements. So, you know, the tight end tandem of Wiley and Taylor. You know, the receiving core of Scott Mardner and um, Troy Tucker. And then you think about running the football and being able to, you know, throw the guys out of the backfield who can catch. There are so many things this offense is going to be able to do if because the offensive line is going to allow them to do it. Whoever starts a quarterback is going to take advantage of that thanks to the offensive line's protection. You can utilize your receiving core and the tight ends, move the chains in the red zone. You know, this is not an op- this offensive line is no joke. They are good for a reason. I know people, you know, like myself thought they maybe could have done better last year, but when you pave the way for that offense last year to score the most touchdowns in a season and the most points in a season, plus average the sixth highest yards per play in the country, it's clear that Luke Fickle has recruited the right way. It's clear that offensive line coaches have, you know, um, offensive line coaches, you know, like Ron Crook and now Mike Cummings, they have done a tremendous job developing these players. It's clear that, you know, they're just meshing well together. And you have to think about how hard it is to do that because you're recruiting offensive linemen from various parts of the country and you're getting them to play on one side, you know, one unit, one line. And for them to mesh together the way they did last year is extremely admirable. And we saw Desmond Ritter take advantage of it. Ritter's struggles in 2019 weren't because of him entirely. They were because the offensive line wasn't very good until James Hudson came in and left tackle in the Birmingham Bowl and immediately everything was rectified, it felt like. The expectations for this Bearcats team in 2022 are high because we know the offensive line is going to be able to protect them. Remember how I said an offensive line is like a toilet. You don't think about it until it's not good. You know, in years past with the Bearcats, with the Bengals, it was you would tamper your expectations, hold back a little bit because your offensive line wasn't very good. This year with both teams, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that with the Bearcats because they are so good up front. They have five players who have played together before for a long time and who are going to pave the way, whether it's Corey Kiner. They could help Corey Kiner improve his preseason accolades. They can help Ben Bryant or Evan Prater make an all-conference team. I've said before, I think Evan Prater can be all-conference first team. I really do. And I think Ben Bryant, if he has a clean pocket and doesn't make mistakes and elevates his game, could be a first-team or second-team all-conference. We know Clayton Toon and uh, Tanner Mordecai are the best quarterbacks in this conference. But who's to say... That Evan Prater and Ben Bryant can't be those guys, you know, right behind them. It's it really is fascinating to me how good this offensive line can be and how they can pave the way for other selections on this roster, not just quarterback. But I'm saying quarterback because we don't know much about Ben Bryant other than him being a backup. Yes, he started a full season of college football, but who the hell watches Eastern Michigan football? If you do, congratulations, you're wasting your time. And who the hell, you know, is to say that Evan Prater can't be the starter? I've campaigned for him to be the starting quarterback. I believe he can I believe he can be. I believe he is a mirror image of Desmond Ritter. I think he's more ready than Desmond Ritter to start than Ritter was when he first started for the Bearcats. So 
This offense, you know, what we're seeing is it just really is amazing how the strength of this team on offense, offensive line, is what rules the first team. All You have three offensive linemen on the first team. That's extremely impressive. And there's only five spots on the first team all-conference for offensive line. The fact that 60% is made up by Cincinnati Bearcats, it's impressive. It really is. All right, so I've got, I think I've got a mission now. I got to go get the Athlon Sports Magazine for, you know, college football preview to see, hey, you know, maybe there are players who are going to make all American teams. You know, where are the Bearcats going to play in a bowl game? Where they have them finishing in the American Athletic Conference? That's going to be on Friday's show, though. Friday's show, because Russ Heltman from All Bearcats and Sports Illustrated and WMKV 89.3. And now my colleague at All Bearcats is going to be my guest on tomorrow's show. Looking forward to talking to him about the eight recruitments from over the weekend. Ty Perkins has made a nine within the last few days. He just committed yesterday. Three-star from Ironton, Ohio. So we're going to take a look at that. We're going to have some fun tomorrow. And uh, we're rolling right along here in this offseason, keeping it at five days a week. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube on the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. And you can also like and share a comment on today's video. You can also follow us to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. You can also download our podcast, Lockdown Bearcats, from an audio platform, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, hit that subscribe button there too. You can also share a comment and or give it a rating as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's and N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, and you can also email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com with your questions, comments, or concerns, and they will be addressed right here on the Lockdown Bearcats podcast, where we thank you for making it your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown NBA Big Four podcast with Rafael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin. They give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and, of course, big boards. Follow Lockdown NBA Big Board every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Frank for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. I'll talk to you tomorrow with Russ Heltman of All Bearcats, my colleague at All Bearcats. Looking forward to that. Until then, have a great rest of your Wednesday. Enjoy Game 3 tonight of the NBA Finals. I am going to pick the Celtics to win. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to pick the Celtics 105-98. to I think this is going to be a really, really good series. I, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed the first two games. I'm looking forward to seeing you know Boston host an NBA Finals game for the first time since 2010. That's going to be a raucous crowd at TD Garden. I think this is going to be a long series, six games at least, if not seven. That, that's how good this series is going to be. First time NBA Finals tied one-to-one since 2015. The bubble, I think it was tied. Was it tied one-to-one after the bubble? I don't remember. Anyway, first time that I know of since 2015 in a normal NBA season that it's tied one-to-one. How about that? Thank you for listening to the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. Have a great rest of your day. I'll be back with Russ Heltman tomorrow here on Lockdown Bearcats.